Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Good people, welcome. And bad people, welcome as well. It doesn't matter. Good, bad. Just welcome and learn more about affiliate and influence marketing. We can touch topics about referral marketing, how you can get results, sales, and a lot more. So stay tuned the entire episode. I'm, I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Arlen Robinson. How are you? I'm doing awesome, Anatoly. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, a big pleasure, a big pleasure, because you are going to share a lot of value. I know about that because I check out your content online. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about this topic. Yeah, sure, sure. No problem. Well, first off, uh, let's see. I am the co-founder and the chief operating officer of OSI affiliate software. We provide an affiliate software referral solution for businesses, e-commerce businesses, service-based businesses, any businesses that's looking to launch their own affiliate referral program. Uh, We have the engine behind that type of program and uh, it really leverages word of mouth marketing. We're going to be getting a little bit into that as far as influencer marketing as well. Um, But yeah, we've uh, got a long history on the internet and on the web and with web marketing. We started our business in 22, excuse me, the year 2000. Um, Believe it or not, we've been going strong almost 23 years. Yeah, we started off as a full service web development agency. developing custom web-based applications, custom websites, you name it, we did it. We were doing, you know, a lot of custom e-commerce solutions as well. And so we did that for several years in early 2000s. Then we decided to pivot. We created our own suite of web solutions um, and our affiliate software was one of them. So we've had a number of solutions from affiliate software to email marketing. We even had our own uh, you know, SaaS e-commerce platform at the time. And so uh, after that pivot, we had those solutions up and running for, for also several other years. And we decided to pivot again because our affiliate software was the one solution that really took off, that was continuing to sell more and more year over year and decided to, uh, you know, closet the other solutions and go full speed ahead with the affiliate software. And uh, that's uh, kind of where I am today. Um, not only am I the uh, you know, in charge of not only uh, the operations of the affiliate software platform, uh, but I'm also the host of the e-commerce marketing podcast, which is a, a weekly podcast where I interview experts such as yourself, Anatoly. We've got to get you on the show as well very soon, where um, we interview experts in the digital marketing, e-commerce marketing space about a specific e-commerce marketing strategy. Uh, and so that's nice. Checked out at ecommercemarketing.com. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, that's my my quick and dirty, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine 23 years. It's a lot. Wow, two decades. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. So yeah. at that time, Instagram, Facebook, we didn't have all these platforms. Uh, so uh, 
And uh, I remember probably on this time ML marketing worked. Uh, we had some search engines as well. Uh, and things change fast. Many uh, new platforms uh, are coming. Um, a few years, TikTok could uh, take uh, high positions. And yep. can you tell about the evolution? How to stay tuned with technologies? How to adapt to new things? Because I remember someone asked Gary v, is it a good idea to jump on TikTok? Because uh, the US government can ban TikTok. And he replied, of course, it's a good idea. You know why? Because even if it's banned, you can get experience on some time and can adapt faster to new challenges, to new platforms. And it's the same everywhere. For example, if you started um, 23 years ago, you uh, have this experience to adapt to many different things. It doesn't matter on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, use this experience. Probably uh, augmented reality or metaverse will change uh, everything. So, but with experience, it's much simpler. Okay, let's talk about evolution. Can you tell how to adapt fast today and how to learn about new things? Yes, so great question. You know, there are a lot of changes going on in the digital space and you know as you mentioned we got started 23 years ago in the year 2000 i mean and that you know it, it's it's really hard to believe but i mean the the internet itself really only took birth or took shape probably really started to form maybe five years before that you're talking in the mid 90s is where it really the World Wide web really started to take shape and then businesses were kind of jumping on it you know so i mean it, it really hasn't been that long uh, from when, you know, everything started to get into this whole online digital space. And so, as you've seen, and as I mentioned, we've pivoted several times and have had to adapt to the changes in this whole digital world. And so, as I mentioned, of course, we started off developing custom websites because we, we just knew at this point, you know, this was kind of at the beginning of the kind of the dot-com boom where we, there was every business was trying to get online, get a website. We did so much work, um, so many projects for different startups that had very unique websites. We got a lot of experience in the different industries creating custom web solutions. And so one of the things that we saw, which really kind of, uh, you know, precipitated us from actually doing that initial pivot from creating the web solutions, the custom web solutions to creating our own suite of software tools which were kind of early SaaS solutions at that time. You know, this was kind of before SaaS was really even a thing, software as a service. And so the thing that kind of pushed us along to that was we saw that with dealing with all of these customers, we had so many customers that needed the same functionality, whether it was creating an email mailing list, which these days, you know, there's many ways to do that. But back then, you know, you had to have custom tools to do this. You had to have ways to import your list. Uh, so we, we, we saw that common need. We also saw a common need of a really user-friendly e-commerce platform to be able to sell online. So because of the needs that we saw from so many different clients that were approaching us in different industries, we, we said, wait a minute, you know, there, there's some changing times in here. There's a lot of businesses that are looking to take advantage of these, uh, you know, things and, and looking to get on board quickly, but they don't have the resources or the time to, to do a whole full lifecycle custom project. 
And so that's where we saw these needs and were able to create tools that people could take advantage of by just paying a, a low monthly fee and, you know, we'll be able to really, you know, take grasp of this functionality. And these companies were not, you know, they weren't enterprise type companies and didn't have the budgets like that. And so that's one of the things that we saw. We were listening to the market and what our clients were telling us. And so I think it's very important. You have to really kind of listen to what your clients are, are telling you, what, what are some common trends that you're seeing and be able to pivot, uh, you know, uh, with that. Yeah, I agree. If you don't listen to your customers, your competitors can <laughs> replace you, <laughs> listen to them. Because, you know, uh, I remember when Bill Gates uh, told about uh, listening to negative reviews and he told negative reviews are the biggest asset to develop and innovate your products. And new products appeal when uh, we have problems with existing products. People leave reviews and if you are going to create something new, you need to learn uh, what competitors can't and think how you can. You know, it's simple. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I have the question about uh, something that I often get on my LinkedIn, on many other places. Uh, my audience uh, asks if something don't work for them. For example, paid marketing doesn't work, SEO doesn't work, uh, they can claim SEO is dead, influence marketing is dead, but I check out studies and see it's growing. No, it's growing. Uh, companies pay more and more uh, to influence marketing, to uh, affiliate marketing. So tell how to find the right way of using it. For me, I, I'm not sure if something doesn't work. Probably you do something wrong. You can learn and adapt uh, to challenges. You have software. So tell your insights how to fix existing problems and find uh, the ways to adapt uh, and yeah, get results from that. Well, you know, it's, you know, and that's a common question that a lot of businesses have, because if you listen to all of these experts, the Gary V's of the world, the the Neil Patels, all of these guys are talking about these things that are really the trends of today, the influencer marketing, affiliate marketing. And so when you hear all of these things as a business owner, as an e-commerce business owner, you know, you're probably wondering, okay, you know, all right, sounds great, but you know, how do I implement it? Where do I even begin to approach these things? And so if we kind of take it back and, and, and kind of frame it with the fact that Affiliate marketing and influencer marketing, it's really almost the same thing. First off, we just kind of define it. And what is it? You know, affiliate marketing is really getting outside people to that have an audience, that have a network, getting them to promote your brand for an incentive. And the whole influencer marketing, the term influence really was just kind of birthed within the last 10 years or so where there's been such a rise of people that have gotten notoriety and they've gotten a following via the social network. So they're almost really the same thing. It's just how they were birthed. These influence were, most of them were kind of birthed via social media, via large presence across YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, any of those social channels. And so it's really the difference. And so you're getting these people to promote your brand to their audience for an incentive. And so one um, of the things that you want to do, of course, square one to, to start off with 
is you want to really define what who you're trying to reach. Where is what is your target market? What is your specific ideal customer avatar? What does that look like? So you want to have that in mind. If you don't already have that frame, you want to do that first. Once that is done, then what you want to do is start looking at these affiliates and influencers that have a following that matches that particular ideal customer avatar that you know you're looking for and and then really kind of really go from there you know there's various ways to actually reach out to these influencers i can go into more detail a little bit later but that's where you want to really start is really just defining who you're looking for who you're looking to reach because then you can find those ideal uh, partners these influencers these affiliates that have that pool of potential customers that you're looking for so i think that's that's really where you got to start um you know to look for yeah nice yeah i agree you know in marketing uh, we have the quote if you sell to everyone you sell to no one so yeah <laughs> yeah you exactly to fight your fine persona to mm -hmm. know pain points and can you tell how to learn customers because you know the reason why i'm asking about that i see when companies use the average data from tools just analyze on semrush hrefs many others get average data then uh try to implement uh even uh, worse you know sometimes companies analyze competitors but competitors are good with their strong sides so if competitors can sell uh some products because uh, or have a success in marketing campaigns in SEO or uh, social media, they have the strong side. And um, uh, let's imagine uh, my competitors are good on YouTube. It doesn't mean that I can win on YouTube because uh, probably I can write much better than uh, to film videos. So can you tell how to learn customers and unite with your strong side? Great. Yeah, great, great question. Um, you know, of course, you, like you said, you you can't be all things really to all people, and 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 it is very it is very important that you try to hone in to, you know, who that really uh, you know ideal customer is, and then you don't really try to match that up. I think really what you're asking, and really kind of what you need to do as a business, is really um, this is more kind of I guess you could say under the scope guys or scope of uh, data uh, analytics, and really kind of understanding your customers where they're coming from um who is that average customer out of your products or services which particular products or services are selling more than others um and then really understanding the relationships between those main products that you're getting the main product sales that you're getting and then the customers that are purchasing it and then i think looking at that data will will really help you will kind of gear you the right way so that you'll know, all right, these are areas that we want to maybe double down on because people are already purchasing these things more than others. It's these types of customers that are purchasing it. So how do we look for those types of customers that we're already getting, uh, you know, receiving the highest sales from and so really, and that can be done a lot of variety of ways is to try to, you know, uncover that information one of the things that you can do is engage in your customers, you know, a lot more. You can do this via, you know, communications through them via newsletters where you can 
ask questions um, and get responses by getting feedback using surveys. Um, if you have for live chat, there may be some kind of preliminary questions that you can ask people before they engage with your live chat staff to help kind of get you a, get an understanding of those customers and you know what they're what they're interested in. Um, and then also you can all um, you know uh, you know query these customers in kind of fun and exciting ways by using maybe different quizzes and newsletters. Those are the types of things where you can kind of gamify uh, the whole process for them. So they're not just mundanely responding to, you know, survey questions. You're interacting with them in a gamification fashion, fashion where, you know, you're incentivizing them maybe for doing that, where, okay, if they, if they answer these questions right, there's a bonus at the end where they maybe get free product or they get something else. And so you really, um, it, it's really a matter of examining that data and then determining, you know, what it is that you want to push, what are the things that you need to kind of fall back from or on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk more about influence marketing. You know, it's growing. Um, yeah. If I remember correctly, the numbers like sixty billion dollars companies invest to influence yeah. marketing a lot yeah. now. So, and uh, but you know, uh, many brands can't get results with that. Some companies, um, yeah, uh, I check out a few companies. They use only influence marketing. They mm -hmm. ignore other channels, and uh, that worked well for them. So, but uh, most companies can't. So can you tell how to find the right influencer? Uh, for example, I can't allow Kim Kardashian, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I want to get their message, even <laughs> if it's relevant. But yeah. I'm not sure that I can allow because it costs a lot. So I need to sell my cars, uh, uh, home, everything. So to, yeah. to get this post on Instagram. But <laughs> let's talk about uh, more real purpose. I mean, like to find influencers uh, that uh, are related to your budget and can sell your product. Yeah, great, great question. And I'm glad you kind of framed it that way, because I think what you mentioned is kind of the mindset that a lot of people have. When you think about influencers, when anybody says influencers, you start thinking of the likes of those mega celebrities, the Kim Kardashians of the world, the Kylie Jenners, all of those mega influencers, the, uh, you know, uh, the Rihanna, who's got all these fashion, uh, you know, is a billionaire now, they're influencers. And of course, yeah, they, they are influencers. But if you want to define influencers, there's various levels of influencers. And all of those mega celebrities that command, you know, like, like you said, Anatoly, where you'd have to, in order to get one ad posted on Instagram, you probably have to sell your house, your cars and everything yeah. under it, you know, in order to, to afford their fees. But, you know, the, the good thing is, and the good news is, is there's other levels of influencers. Now they're at the top. They're at the mega celebrity influencer level where they're, they're following on any given social network is, you know, uh, hundreds. I mean, some of them are hundreds of millions, some of them are of millions of followers. And so they're at the very high level where, you know, they put one post out and, you know, a couple hours later, they've got, you know, thousands of, uh, you, you know, engagements or views and impressions um, just from putting out one post. And so, yeah, that, that's fine. If you're at a celebrity level, you're, you're a major brand and you can afford to get these mega influencers to promote. But the good news is, like I said, is there's other levels of influencers. And one of the things that I like to focus on is the micro influencer 
uh, category. Now, to define a micro-influencer, that's typically, you know, any influencer or, or affiliate marketer that has approximately anywhere between, uh, you know, 1,000 to 20,000 followers on any of these major networks, such as Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook. Um, that's kind of a, a sweet spot that I think is often overlooked by e-commerce businesses and businesses in general, because those types of influencers, because they, um, you know, because they would like, because they have such a smaller following is, of course, obviously their fees are going to be a lot lower than those mega influencers. So to get them to promote your brand, you know, they're going to work with fees that you're going to be more comfortable with and you're going to be able to afford as a business, whether you do some type of campaign style, uh, uh, or a performance-based campaign with them where you're giving them a percentage of the returns that they give you. Maybe you give them a specific promo code that they can use to promote. You track the results of that, or you're getting an affiliate software platform, you know, such as our platform where it generates a unique link uh, for those affiliates and influencers. So if they share their link across their platforms um, and people come through their link, you can track the results from that. Now, these micro influencers, one of the key things to, to think about and to note with them is they're a little bit they have a little bit more power than you think. You know, when I mentioned that amount of followers, 20,000 followers, most people are like, yeah, that's nothing. You know, it's not a huge following, you know, when you compare it to these mega influencers, you know, when you look at it, of course, yeah, it's a smaller following. But the key thing that you have to consider there is that those micro influencers that have a smaller following typically are going to have a higher level of engagement with their audience. And so their, their, I guess you could say their like to post ratio across most of their posts, you're going to see a larger engagement where they're going to be, have a, a you know, more uh, engaged followers where people are going to be commenting. They're going to be, they're going to be actively responding to comments. People are going to be liking their posts. And it's almost like they have more of a tight knit community that are really truly loyal followers of them. So if you get these micro influencers to promote your brand, that loyalty that their followers have is a is a stronger connection. They're going to trust the brands that are being promoted a lot stronger than some of these even higher level of uh, influencers that are at the mega level that have millions and millions of followers. Because a lot of times those uh, you know people at the the celebrity level, their engagement is kind of all over the board. Uh, you know, they have those numbers, but, you know, it's going to be hard to kind of pin down who their really loyal following is when what does that demographic look like? But, yeah, with these micro influencers, uh, that level of engagement is going to be higher. You're going to be a high get a higher level of return um, and then you won't have to, you know, pay them such a higher fee to get them to to promote. And so, yeah, I'd say that's really a, a key area that you want to focus on as a, as a business is those smaller uh, micro level influencers. And, um, you know, you, you're definitely going to see some success. And there's there's a lot out there. I can definitely go into some ways to uncover and find these people as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, it's similar to SEO. For example, you know, if you are going to sell, let's imagine, weight loss supplements. Yeah. Uh, if you get results in SEO with weight loss, it doesn't mean that you can sell your supplements because uh, you will compete with Wikipedia, many other websites. But if you get results with weight loss supplements or uh, some 
specific uh, supplements. So yeah, you can uh, sell them. And uh, can you tell how to find these influencers? Okay, if I understand, I need to find uh, micro influencers who can uh, sell my products. But you know, uh, anyway, we have many influ uh, influencers with uh, fake followers. You know, we have some uh, people that are irrelevant to our products. So. Uh, can you tell how to filter out them? For example, if uh, I have like 100 uh, influencers, I don't need to cooperate with all of them, but I need to choose a few who can sell products. Any insights about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, finding them is uh, is the task, is the next step. Like I said, it's getting those right ones. Because, yeah, these days there's a lot of uh, funny business that can go on behind the scenes where, you know, you may see some influencers out there that you know they say they've got 20 50,000 followers but then you know are there, are all of those followers legit and so there's a number of ways things that you can do to actually try to uncover them um and then finding them is, is the first step and so there's a few strategies that you can use one of the strategies that I always recommend to to find these micro influencers or any types of influencers is across any of the social networks and let's uh, first focus on Instagram um, is doing hashtag searches across Instagram using specific searches on specific um, hashtags. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a, a fashion brand and you're based out of um, the Chicago area, Chicago, Illinois, and um, you want to reach fashion influencers in that area. One specific hashtag that you could actually use to try to uncover influencers is you can do a search for um, Chicago fashion blogger, so Chicago fashion influencer. And I've, I've done this search before with different cities. And in Chicago, just for, for instance, if you do that search now across Instagram, let's say hashtag Chicago fashion blogger, you're going to get well over, um, you know, I think last time I did it, it close to 10,000 um, results. And those are 10,000 people that have actually used that specific hashtag in their post. And so you know, that's just an example, but you can think of other hashtags, maybe, you know, Chicago fashion influencer, uh, something like that. When you do that particular search, obviously anyone using that hashtag, because it's so specific, obviously they're a blogger, they're an influencer, or at least they, they want to present themselves as such, or else they wouldn't be using that particular hashtag. And so when you do that results, you know, it's just going to take some due diligence, you know, get somebody on your team to do these searches. Um, on an ongoing basis, a daily or weekly basis, and then create a list, a list of people that are using that tag. And then, you know, go through a, a, your checklist uh, criteria. Once you find these people, okay, how many followers do they have on their last post? When was their last post? On their last post, how many likes did they get? How many comments did they get on their, on their last post? Uh, so you'll be able to quickly and easily see the active ones versus the non-active ones. You know, how engaged are they with their audience? How many times are they responding to comments? Those type of things. Those are the criteria that you're going to look for. Um, and so when you create that list, you'll be able to quickly and easily see, you know, the standout people by just doing that quick search, doing a quick due diligence as far as, you know, the comments, the engagement level. Uh, you know, and, and all of that. And then once you kind of narrow down, let's say you, you come up with your your top three list um, after your team has kind of given you the, the, the research back, then you can, you know, just approach them, you know, send them a DM, try to reach them across, 
you know, any of their social channels by a direct message and then do your pitch, you know, let them know what you've got going on as a brand, what it is you're, you're interested in. And one specific piece of advice, once you do find them is, you know, the, the next question that most people are probably wondering is, okay, you know, what is it that I offer them? How do I determine the amount, whether it's a commission-based incentive, whether it's a fixed amount, how do I determine what that is? One of the, the kind of the, the key things that I always say is always wait for their response. Do not come up front and say, okay, I can pay you this. Um, always wait for them to let you know what it is that they can they're, they're looking for and then that's where you can start the negotiation you always want to get their response first you want to see okay i would rather i want to get a 20 percent commission get them to come out with something and then once they do come under that considerably you want to start the negotiations by really come on coming under that you know um you know maybe three or five times lower than what they've saying what they're saying um and then you know that's that's kind of where you want to start um doing that but yeah i would say that the hashtag searches is, is really a, a a great thing to do um the second piece that i would say is another great way to find influencers is these days there's a lot of influencer marketing services that provide almost like a a matchmaking service for brands and influencers there's many out there um let's see if you can just go to influencers.com is one iFluence is another brand that does this. And like I said, what they do is they have a database of influencers and brands. And as a brand, you can create an account and they'll give you the ability to do searches and filters for influencers in certain areas based on the follower account, based on the things that they promote. And then these sites become almost like a middleman to facilitate the relationship. You, of course, have to pay them either a, a subscription fee or you give them a commission of any of the earnings that these influencers get you. So th those are some great ways to try to find influencers um, for your brand. Nice, nice, valuable, love it. Okay, I have the question about your soft. Can you tell what kind of unique selling proposition you have? What kind of benefits you have compared to many other software online? Uh, I'm pretty sure that we have uh, choices. So uh, why? uh my audience including me uh needs to use the software so uh tell uh what kind of benefits we can get by using this software yeah that's a great question um and there's a definitely as you mentioned there's a lot of uh competitors in this space in the affiliate or referral marketing uh arena so you know one of the things i would say that that where we stand out is our onboarding process the ability for a brand to be able to get and you know get not only outside affiliates and in, in, into their brand outside affiliates or influencers into their programs but to even if they're looking to start let's say their own internal referral program where they're getting their customers to refer so we have a process that simplifies that onboarding process for them to onboard people um, where they can simply upload a, a database spreadsheet of their contacts, their customers, their potential affiliates or referral partners into the system. And then our system will return a, a, a spreadsheet list back with a unique link that can then be easily merged 
into any of the mailing the, the popular mailing list platforms such as the MailChimp, the active campaigns and when you do this and you do your mailing what our system has done is it's created a unique sign up link that will allow any of these customers or affiliate partners to easily join your program with really just one click when they click on the link it's a unique link custom to them all they have to do is set a password and they're immediately onboarded and have access to their affiliate dashboard where they get their affiliate link um, and within their affiliate dashboard they'll be able to share via facebook uh, twitter and any of the other social platforms so that onboarding process for their affiliates or customers for their referral program is, is something very unique um, that we do have uh, that i don't think any of our other competitors uh, will have um, and secondly we do have another unique feature where you can not only uh, you know get people to join the program uh, quickly and easily but another way to do that is the key thing with getting people into your program is you want to make sure that if it's a referral program that you're you're launching, you want to make sure you're able to first find out, all right, who are those most loyal customers? Who are those people that have had a great experience with my product? Because those are the standout people. Those are the people that, you know, are probably already telling their friends and family about your brand. And you just don't know it. You know, you haven't incentivized them. So you're not really tracking that. So one of the things that we've done is we've created a, a system where you can actually uh, either send out an email or direct customers to a page where they were going to rate your brand on a scale from zero to 10. Um, and, you know, this is uh, done throughout the industry. You've probably seen this email yourself. And I told you a lot of people that are listening have seen these emails and that's considered the, uh, you know, um, you know, the, uh, the net promoter uh, score or rating is something similar to that. But what you can do is you can actually get customers to rate their satisfaction with your brand on a scale from zero to 10. And based on that, you can then, uh, the, the tie-in that we have with our software is those people that are in the higher end that rate you with a seven or higher, you can automatically enroll them into your referral program so that, you know, obviously they're satisfied with your brand. They've raised their hand. They said, I've had a great experience with them. Those are the key people that you then want to focus on. So with using this tool where they, uh, in that survey tool, they'll be able to select, uh, you know, if they rate a seven or, or higher, you'll be able to see that they, they'll easily be able to get enrolled into a referral program. And then, you know, it's just really a, a great way to un uncover the affiliates. And so that's another unique tool that we do have that, that, that sets us apart uh, with uh, compared to our competitors that are, that are out there. Awesome, awesome. Guys, you can find the link to this tool in the description below. Uh, and uh, I have the question according to your experience. Let's imagine you have now this 23 years of experience. Uh, because, you know, I have some people, students in my network who are looking for ways how to grow, uh, what to choose to learn today. So uh, let's imagine you have now this experience. You started from scratch. What will you do today to learn more about influence and affiliate marketing? Um, yeah, great question. You know, if I were to, if I was, uh, if I didn't have this past history, and if I were to just start today as a business, as I was a startup, I was launching an e-commerce brand. How would I learn yeah. about these things, affiliate and affiliate marketing, influencer marketing? Well, the the good thing is. Um, the day we're in, we're in 2023 compared to the year 2000 is there is a lot more resources that are out there to take advantage of. So the number one thing that I would do as a brand 
is select uh, maybe about three top podcasts about digital marketing um, where people are giving information. Maybe it's an interview style podcast where they cover a specific digital marketing subject. There's a, there's a lot of them out there. There's a couple that I actually listen to myself. Not only do I, do I listen to our my podcast, the e-commerce marketing podcast, but there's several others uh, because I, I go back and often I listen to uh, the past episodes that we've recorded, and I always learn something new that, you know, during the recording, it, you know, I, I may have missed it because I'm focusing in on talking and engaging with the interviewees. Um, sometimes I miss things, so I go back and listen to things all the time. Another podcast that I will recommend is the Marketing School podcast. Now, that's hosted by Neil Patel and Eric uh, Sue. Um, these are great digital marketing experts. They have a quick, about five to seven minute daily podcast where they put out a quick bite of information about the digital marketing space. Um, I definitely also recommend people to, to follow and listen to you, Anatoly, on the unmiss.com uh, show and podcast. You have a, a plethora of information. I've, I've taken a look at over your, it looks like you've got well over 400 episodes recorded. Um, you've had some awesome guests that have shared some great information. So uh, definitely you're, you're, you're top, you're up there as well as being a top podcast that people should listen to. And, you know, um, get, I'd say, you know, there's so much out there. That's why I say you, you don't want to go into the, the, the phase of, you know, information overload. So pick about a, a top three podcast and then rotate them, get them into the mix of your, your listening. When you're taking walks, when you're at the gym, when you're commuting, when you're driving, listen to these things. When you go back, jot some notes, or if you can't jot notes, use your voice memos to record different points. And so I think you can get a lot of information from that. So the podcast, and secondly, you know, blogs, the online blogs, there's a, a lot of great ones out there as well. Um, Backlinko is a great blog out there that uh, Brian Dean has. Uh, he's kind of a, uh, I guess, one of the, the, the key figures in, in, in digital marketing. He's always had great information. He's had a top blog out there. So, you know, bookmark some top blogs out there. Like I said, Backlinko is one of them. Um, even with Neil Patel, not only does he have the podcast, he has a great uh, blog at neilpatel.com. He's got a, a great information that he puts out uh, consistently, um, you know, where you can absorb this information. And yeah, when you get some time, absorb this information, get that in your mix. And so, yeah, that's what I would, I would recommend. If I was just starting off, I would take uh, some time to select those top blogs, those top podcasts, and even those top YouTube channels and, and get them into the, the flow of, uh, you know, when I have my time to listen, take notes and, uh, and see what things that I can implement for my business. Nice, nice. Yeah. You, you remind me the quote. It's not good time to start a bad business. It's not a bad time to start a good business. You know, it depends <laughs> on something that you implement. And yeah. you mentioned great resources. Uh, I like to listen to uh, podcasts with uh, Neil Patel and Eric Hsu. Yeah, by the way, he spoke on my podcast as well. Great. So uh, great, great insights. I like Brian Dean content. And I found one interesting thing uh, that people can overlearn and forget about doing something. Yeah, and uh, once I got the question from one of listeners, he asked me, uh, if I listen all your podcast episodes, can I become a great marketer? I replied, no, you can't, you can't, because it's not about to learn everything. It's more yeah. about to implement 
great ideas, interesting ideas that you can uh, use in your strategy. You don't need to learn, uh, read, uh, you need to implement more because all learning is only the way where you need to go. Then you can implement, fail many times, then find something that actually works for you. So can you tell about practice? How do you uh, implement new ideas? What you usually do? For example, we have many uh, great uh, pieces of content every single day, you know, a lot of blog posts, podcasts. So how to choose something that will actually works and how long does it take to implement from your experience? Yeah. Great, great, great question. I'm glad you asked that because it's a, it's a common issue a lot of business owners fall into because like I said, if we're looking at today's you know, time period, we're in 2023. Like I said, there's a, a multitude of resources, information across podcasts, YouTube channels, blogs, you name it. I mean, you can just literally listen to things 24 seven and, and still not have absorbed half of what's out there. So there's just tons of stuff. And, and as a, a business owner and a marketer, you can kind of fall into the trap where you're constantly listening, listening, watching, watching, and you don't do things. And so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a common mistake that I've even made myself where I'm kind of caught up listening to these things, but you know, not forming out a formulating an action plan. And so one of the things that I would just recommend doing is once you're listening to something, if something resonates for your particular business that you know is solid, it's just a matter of uh, scheduling it and, and prior prioritizing it with your team. So I would say you want to come up with either a formal or an informal marketing calendar. You know, let's say you've, you've listened to the Eric Sue's, the Mill Patel's, the, uh, the Brian Dean's, and you've saying, OK, af after, you know, listening to some of the things that they're putting out, certain things resonate for your business that you think would be success that you think would work for you pick out maybe three to five of those marketing strategies that they've recommended and put that on a calendar, whether it's something that you need to do on a, uh, a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, or even quarterly basis and schedule it out there. Um, get with someone on your team and have it be an accountability item where, you know, whether it's okay, daily, you're going to be putting out social posts, about you know this particular subject on these particular platforms. Um, maybe next week, what you're going to be doing is um, coming up with, and maybe you're doing this on a bi-monthly basis, twice a month. You're going to be putting out uh, an informational blog about these particular subjects. Get all those things on your calendar, um, because once they're out there, you've assigned them to somebody on your team. Then, then you can make sure that they get done because you have the accountability there. It's on your calendar and then put it out there. So that's that's the main thing is I, I'd say once you realize, uh, you know, pick a few things that you, you think will work and, and get it on the calendar. And now it's not to say that these things that you put out there are going to instantly work just because these experts say these are good things to do. You know, they may not work for you. You know, you may try TikTok, for instance, and, you know, you get no followers. It's not working. You don't get it. It's not resonating for your business. That's fine. That's all about marketing. And then I know you know this, Anatoly. It's about trial and error. You've got to try things, test, 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 and then, you know, see what the results are. Um, and then, you know, make your pivots because, you know, you can try TikTok maybe this month, next month. You have to do, you do have to give these things a certain amount of time. But after, you know, a certain amount of experimentation, you see that there's no results. 
that's when you know you got to switch. You got to switch it up, try a different strategy. But regardless of what you do, you want to get it out there, prioritize it, schedule it on that calendar and make sure that whoever is tasked to doing these things on your team, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, set follow ups where you're checking the progress of these things so that you can really understand based on the data. Does it make sense to pursue these things or should we try something different? Um, so that's what I would definitely recommend with uh, amount, uh, with regards to kind of doing these things once you've absorbed all of this information. Yeah, awesome. I agree. I couldn't agree more with that. So, yeah. And uh, also, it's important to have patience because, you know, without patience, it's hard to achieve any results. It's not overnight success. If yeah. you see successful people, <laughs> you need to understand they work hard for many years uh, to achieve such high positions. And uh, on TikTok, uh, on uh, Instagram, on YouTube, it takes time. PewDiePie filmed videos an year to and a half to get 1,000 subscribers. Today, he has 120 million subscribers because they didn't give up. They just enjoy the process. And uh, I found one interesting thing. If you want to grow, you need to enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy, you can burn out, give up because uh, you chase some metrics. But if you enjoy the process, uh, you can adapt, fix, uh, and find something that actually will work for you. Yeah, I love it. Erlen, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you, Anatoly, and I appreciate you having me on. And hopefully my my insights uh, have, you know, uh, struck a chord with your listeners and your audience. Uh, but yeah, if anyone wants to reach out me, reach out to me and pick my brain, uh, across any of my major social networks, the best way to to reach me directly and kind of get access to any of my social handles is just my website. You can just go to arlenrobinson.com and you can check out um, all my latest happenings, all my social handles and all the latest podcasts and appearances that I've had uh, on there. So that's the best way to reach me directly. Uh, if you are interested, if you're a brand and you're interested in launching your own affiliate or influencer or referral program, um, you can check out our software. The easiest link to, to get the, to that is just go to getosi.com and that'll take you to our website um, where you can sign up. We offer a 15 day free trial across our, our two plans. Um, and uh, we have a great uh, customer success team that can work with you to get onboarded and to get set up. And yeah, we're definitely confident that, you know, creating an affiliate or referral program you know, for your brand is, is something that can, you know, get, can give you, uh, you know, definitely tremendous success. Nice. Guys, you need to follow Arlan uh, to listen to his podcast, to take his uh, soft. You can see because it can help you to grow. It can uh, help you to find a much better way in digital marketing and sales. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.